Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday night edition of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in the night's special guest, please subscribe, like, share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We hopefully have not just more content coming, but hopefully have some new designs and new ideas to enhance the podcast. So I'm hopeful of sharing that. So joining us from Columbus, Ohio, the night is my friend Jeff Bell. Jeff is a part of the Fantasy Pro Football Guys and also hosts two podcasts, the uh, Devi Royale and Coming Off the Edge. Uh, Jeff, uh, did I get everything? You did. That was fantastic, Dylan. Thank you so much for having me. You nailed it, and I appreciate that. Uh, Yeah, so one thing both of us can agree on is uh, your passion for the Buffalo Bills. So could you talk about how long you've been a – Bills fan and you and what made you become a part of Bills Mafia? Sure. So it was really my dad was not an NFL fan and I and I didn't didn't really have a team or a direction to go. And so I grew up in Northwest Ohio and in kindergarten the Bills were really good because it was when they had Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and you know kids were like, oh, what's your team? And I was like, well, I don't really know. And then I saw the Bills logo. I saw, well, that's red, white, and blue. And, and when I was a little kid, I was like, you know, red, white, and blue, like the American flag, let's go. Let's go for the Bills. They're a good team. And, and that was, uh, gosh, 32 years ago or, or so. And so I've been committed over three decades now. And, and certainly I've experienced my fair share of all downs, really. But we're headed in the other direction. So that's exciting. Yeah, so thinking back to those Bill teams in the late 80s, early 90s, I can remember Mulvaney putting together a collection of incredible talent. I mean, uh, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid, James Lofton, and of course Bruce Smith on defense. I mean, when did you figure out that the Bills would be really good? Uh, well, they were in the Super Bowl when I was a kindergartner. So I was like, that's probably a good indication that if I like the team that's in the Super Bowl. And, you know, I was a kid, I didn't know any better. But it, it's uh, now would be considered front running. But I think when you're in kindergarten and you just kind of fall into it, I don't know if you can really be called a front runner after you've experienced nearly 20 years of Bill's dis- depression and disappointment. Yeah, I was just thinking, I mean, did, were you even old enough to, like, see the Super Bowl? Like, did you even know what? enough about about football to know what was happening in those Super Bowls? Yeah, so so when I was in kindergarten, it was when they played the Giants. And then when first grade was when they played the Redskins. And so by the time I was in, I was in football at a young age. And so I was a big sports fan. Um, But by the time that I got into second, third grade, when they played the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, I knew those games very well. I remember those games. And then uh, once I get into, you know, losing to you guys in the Jim Kelly area era that was closer to almost high school by that point. But certainly there was a, some losses to the, the Steelers in the playoffs after that. But uh, yeah, I definitely do remember that playoff run and um, not a, I, so the one memory I do remember um, the, the, the Oilers game when they were down, like it was like 38 to three or something like, eh, gosh, it was 20, 35 to three what I think was what it was. And so I just was all hyped up for that game and just so disappointed. And as a kid, I just went out and I was, I think I just played in the backyard and I didn't even, couldn't even watch it. And so I missed the whole comeback, but um, that was the most historic comeback I believe ever still. 
yeah, I mean, thinking back to that wild card game, like, what in the you know what happened? Because oddly enough, I think the Oilers and Bills met in week 17. That was the game Jim Kelly was hurt. And so Frank Wright started. And I remember early in the second half, he threw a pick six. I mean, it was over. Looked, I mean, it's one of the few times it looked like Bills fans wanted to leave. And I've seen Orchard Paul crowding when it's like 15 and snowing. And yeah. I think Bills fans want to leave like, we're done. See you. I'm going That's home. Absolutely. Yeah, you're exactly right. I do remember that. And that 30 for 30 was pretty great that came out. It was probably about five or six years ago. They did a really good 30 for 30 on that era of the Bills, too. And and that helped. Things that I had remembered, but then watching that again, it, you know, and reinforced those memories. Yeah, so oddly enough, the Bills lost four straight Super Bowls, all the NFC East teams. The Giants, the Redskins at the time, and then twice to the Cowboys. Like, why couldn't you get somebody from like the NFC, from like the NFC Central, the NFC West? Like, why did you always get the NFC East? I know the NFC East was great in those there, those times because the Giants, Phil Simms, LT, the Redskins were Joe Gibbs, Mark Rippon, the Cowboys. We know what happened, and even the Eagles were really good with Reggie White company like why, why couldn't why did you always get the nmc east in the super bowl i don't know but it definitely fostered a lifetime of i i do not care for the nmc east and that, it drives me crazy that they're always in prime time and i for my entire life i've just i've almost been an eagles fan by default because they weren't the team that beat us in the super bowl in that division yeah just be yeah just be glad you didn't play the <laughs> I mean, you imagine if you played the Eagles in that fifth straight Super Bowl. I mean, and then you lost that game like good Ravens and MC East. Like we'd rather play in the NFC in the AFC South than whatever. It would have been rough. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so um, obviously, after those four straight Super Bowls, time uh, those that went down a little bit. I mean, you want to still want made the playoffs a few times in mid-90s, and then in the late 90s, we all know what happened with the uh, New City Miracle. I'm sure you I'm sure you are still calling that a forward pass instead it was, of a, It was absolutely a forward pass. The Music City forward pass. I, that was when I was a freshman year in high school. I do remember that vividly. And that was a forward pass all the way. You'll never convince me that it was otherwise. And that team was rolling that year that team played very well towards the end through the end of last of the end of the season then they played rob kelly or rob johnson out of nowhere because they were rolling with flutie and i'll never understand that decision um but you know he he played well enough to win the game and i they did win the game they, they just gotta i don't know i don't know how you let that happen though as the special teams it seems like somebody didn't do their job there but that that's still a rough loss I was just saying. So I'm just saying. Somebody fell asleep because you know, with what a few seconds left, somebody will. Some Jeff Fisher's a gambler. Was a gambler, and you know, something crazy's coming. Just well, absolutely that play. Well, that was the year too. The, didn't the Jags blow out the Dolphins in the playoffs that year, and then lose to the Titans? Yeah, that was that was yeah. Dan Marino's. That was Dan Marino's last game. We ended Dan Marino's career. Yeah, we ended two Hall of Famers. You did. Yeah, you ended Jim <laughs> Kelly's career, and you ended Dan Marino's career. Oops. 
Sorry. What then, are you going to do about it? And then the, the Dagum Titans beat us in the AFC Championship game. Like, we went 15-3 and three and all three losses were the same sleeping team. Oh, I know. That's rough, man. It's, I, I, you know, like you said, four straight to the FC East. I get it. You're, you're losing into the same group over the same team over and over again. That gum you, Steve McNair and Eddie George. Yes. Yeah. Rest in peace, Steve McNair. Well, yes, that's very true, too. Yeah. And then the uh, Bills went on a major tailspin in the year 2000s. The Drew Bledsoe deal did not work out. No, no, and the the one that really burns me in that era still. It, I so I was in college. I went to a high university, and that was our rival was Miami University. And so I followed Ben Roethlisberger very closely in college. Like I remember watching him frequently, going to a Mac school, going to a rival school, and my some of my best friends went there. And when the Bills. The story, the legend goes that they had the deal done. I believe it was even with the Jaguars. They had a deal done that they were going to trade up and get Ben Roethlisberger. And I think that the Jaguars, it was when it was either the Jaguars or the Texans, but it was when you drafted Reggie Williams, the wide receiver out of Washington. It was that year. And I think you did that and the Texans saw it and they said, well, we needed to add another cornerback. So we can't do this deal with you for, for Buffalo. And I believe that was Dante Robinson that they drafted maybe. And, and uh, so then, then that deal blew up and then he became a Steeler. They knew they had to get in front of the Steelers. And then to compound matters, they traded their first year, the next, the first, the next year to get JP Lossman. And that first, the next year, you know, what quarterback that could have been. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. That's correct. He went like four or five picks after that pick would have happened. And they, they traded, basically they whiffed on getting Ben Roethlisberger who I desperately wanted. And then they whiffed on the next year getting Aaron Rodgers and they got JP Lawsman. And if that does not sum up that era of being a Bills fan, nothing else does. Hey, hey, at least, hey, at least you didn't get Kyle Bowl, but that's just, at least you didn't get Kyle Bowl or no. I mean, the, I'm trying to think. Did J.P. Lossman even do anything in Buffalo? No. Like, I don't remember. No, <laughs> no that's because you don't remember it for a reason. No, he yeah. didn't do anything. And then, uh, then the next guy up was uh, shortly after was Trent Edwards, and Trent Edwards oh, was a yeah. guy that from Stan- I, from Stanford. From Stanford. Well, he had a very solid the first five games of his career. He looked like he might really be something for a rookie playing his first five games. He didn't turn the ball over. They won all the games. He he kept the ball moving. They had several fourth quarter comebacks, and then Adrian Wilson in the Cardinals game came on a safety blitz, and he just wrecked him. It was like one of the biggest – if you don't remember that hit, it was one of the biggest hits that you will see in the NFL. Like you couldn't – the guys don't do that type of thing anymore. And he was just never the same after that hit. Yeah. Talk about a bygone era of guys kicking the crap out of each other. Very true, yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a – Rodney Harrison would like come in and like just, just like just tackle you some way like the, all those guys trying to think who was the uh, safety for the Broncos back in the day Steve Atwater like Steve yes. Atwater would have been ejected every other play very true he definitely <laughs> would have been 
And then, uh, then the Bills drafted E.J. Manuel from Florida State in one of the worst quarterback drafts I've ever seen. Yes, that was a terrible pick too. That yeah. well, that, that was, was a, well, that was a bad draft in general. That was yeah. They forced the issue there. They they decided they wanted E.J. and I think everybody going in knew that this guy was not a first round quarterback, and they just took him in the first round anyways because they didn't want to miss on him. And then, yeah, that Manuel didn't walk on. Then a few years later, Tyler Taylor, who's basically bounced around half the league, came there. And he actually led you to the playoffs. But uh, do you remember the one game that Nathan Peterman played against the Chargers and he threw, like, five picks in the first half? I'm like, why did they put in Nathan Peterman for Tyler Taylor? I have no idea what was going on with that. <laughs> I, I, I believe that was even Sean McDermott. I don't know. That wasn't Sean McDermott yet. No, I don't think – I don't know if that was Sean – wait a minute. Uh, I don't know if that was – I thought it might have been. Gosh. It may have been because I think it was either 20 – Because they still yeah, made the 20, playoffs, I think. they Yeah, they played – Peterman for a game, but then they put Tyrod back in. They made the playoffs and they played Jacksonville that year. And because McDermott made the playoffs right away. Yeah. Uh, year two. Yeah, 2017, because. 20, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that was the year. That was the year Peterman started week 11 against the Chargers. He threw five picks in the first half. And then. Peterman replaced, and then I remember the wild card game because Peterman replaced Taylor because he was in concussion protocol, and then Jalen Ramsey intercepted Peterman late in the game. Yes, yeah, I do. That game was that was one of the for the NFL's offensive era. That was not an offensive game at all. I can, I can attest. I can attest to that game in a few. We'll talk about it in a few minutes, but that was. That looked like a game from the 1950s. I mean, it was ugly. I mean, yes, we'll talk about it. I mean, it was ugly. And then the next year, the Bills finally drafted their replacement for Jim Kelly 22 years late in Josh Allen. So after some struggles, hey, at least he, hey, at least he, at least he remembered his helmet. Yeah, Bill, not all Bills players have remembered the helmets. That's true. And then yeah. uh, Josh Allen finally developed and looked like a stall last year. I mean, he looked he, he looked like a Buffalo quarterback throwing that ball no matter what condition, no matter who the deep who was out, who who was coached on the other side. I mean, Josh Allen looked like a stud last year. Yeah. He absolutely did. I'm very excited about him this year. I, I think he's legit. I mean, what I don't know what else we more to see. I think almost he should have been the NFL MVP last year, and you know he might be a great chance to do it this year. Yeah, I'm just thinking of what Josh Allen did last year is so underrated because, I mean, yeah, the Steph- yeah, everybody remembers the Stephon Diggs trade, and I think that could end up being one of the biggest trade. That could end up being like the wide receiver equivalent of Elon Manning for Philip Rivers because both teams got a stud receiver. Usually you don't see a trade 
that helps two teams, but I think the Diggs from Jefferson trade ends up helping both teams because Jefferson was a star in Minnesota and Stephon Diggs led the league in <coughs> receiving yards last year. And guess what Josh Allen needed? A number one receiver. Guess who Stephon Diggs is? A number one receiver. You're exactly right. And that, that definitely made the offense. That was the missing piece, and that trade looks fantastic now. Certainly, I mean, maybe Justin Jefferson would have been that same level player after we saw how good he was coming away right away for the Vikings. And that's kind of an interesting what if. And I, I think probably all teams are tied to these what ifs, but um, the Bills specifically, you know, we, we traded away. Um, Justin Jefferson there. We traded away Patrick Mahomes. And so there's some of these deals that for as good as they are right now, it, things could be looking a little bit better. Uh, you did okay. You did okay getting Tredavious White, though. It's not like, I mean, Tredavious White and you end up with Josh Allen. I mean, that's great. But I still, I, I wonder if that's a good question. If you would trade Patrick Mahomes or uh, Josh Allen to Tredavious White as a, an organization of having the next 15 years or whatever it is of Mahomes, or if you're fine with taking Allen and getting the stud defensive back for seven of those years. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm eating on Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen's place for the next few years. Yes. Yeah. No, I, and I'm very excited about Josh Allen and certainly, but it is one of those things as a Bills fan that you're just conditioned to the bad luck. And so if to really start to feel good about that trade, I think you're going to have to see Josh Allen, beat Mahomes in the playoffs and, you know, go a little bit further some one of these Un years. Unfortunately, speaking of playoffs, you and I both know what happened in the AFC Championship game. Uh, Patton Mahomes, despite the toe injury or whatever it was, outgunned Josh Allen. I mean, true. Josh Allen struggled. I mean, a lot of people struggle on Arrowhead. But be honest, I think a lot. I mean, if you ask Bills fans, you you got the AFC Championship game last year. I mean, true, you would have loved another rematch in Tampa thirty years after your first Super Bowl appearance there. I'm sure it would have been brought back a lot of memories. But it's not like you went five and eleven. You you went through, you enjoyed a phenomenal season. We just, yeah, and yeah, it's one of those that when you've been bad for a long time on the way up, you can stomach these playoff losses because it's just feels good to be that good and to make those type of runs. And then, but after a couple of years, <laughs> two or three years at most, you're going to want to win one of these ones. Yeah. Let's just say if you lose to Kansas city this year, it's, it's getting annoying. It's a different feeling. Absolutely. So if we have a, almost duplicate season in the last year. You still feel good about it that you were there, but yeah, not being able to get over that hump with Kansas City, that starts to become a complex in you. It, it's great because it changes the expectations of a fan base, and it, it's good to feel that way. It's good to feel like we're going to be in the playoffs, and maybe we're just going to be worried about playoff positioning, home field advantage, potentially the, the one bye week now, and, and be able to host the AFC Championship game and versus maybe we can go – the, just the years of maybe we can go nine and seven and the, the luck will work for us and we'll be able to get the playoff spot and we'll be able to be a playoff team. Well, looking at the schedule and I'm sure when you looked at the schedule, that October 10th rematch at Arrowhead was the first game you circled, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah, that game and, and really – uh, that one, I'm very excited about that game. I kind of look through the schedule and just see like how many really big games. And, and that's the one thing, depending on how much better Miami and the Patriots get this year, because I'm not sold on the Jets. Sorry, Jets fans. I'm not sold on you being any good this year. Um, but depending on how good Miami and the Patriots get, if that's one of those things where that's six wins, you know, you're looking at your record a lot differently than if that's one of those things where it's four and two. True, but if you look at it, Kansas City, you're going to get a good, I mean, three of your first six games of critical road encounters. I mean, Miami, I mean, Wolf will be back for that game. I mean, I'm not sure how much you watch in preseason. I mean, it seems like Jalen Waddle looks He's, really solid. I mean, does, uh, yes. I, wonder, I wonder who'd win a foot brace sticks against Jalen Waddle. That'd be fun to see. That would be too. I think I'd have to take Waddle in that one. I don't know. He's uh, Waddle is phenomenal. And then week five against the Chiefs, and then maybe an unrated one. How about next Monday, the following Monday night in Nashville against the Titans? Where yeah, the, the Titans are a team that have our number. It seems like we just even when they, the Bills are supposedly better than them, the, the the game would be good. And going back to the Music City Miracle. Um, last year the Bills had a lot of momentum and then they played the Titans and it was like right after the Titans were all in that mess with the Steelers and like all the you know we, they were playing shorthanded and they just went in and just they dominated Buffalo and so the Titans just seemed to have the Bills number yeah and in a way I think that game will I think the Kansas City and Tennessee games will show whether or not the Bills improvements on offense and defense will be enough because I like the what the Bills said on both sides of the ball. I think you need another wide receiver. Manders Sanders, the grown-up, possession-wide receiver, exactly what Josh Allen needed. And then I like the Bills drafting a couple pass coach. I mean, Gregory Rosa. Is that how I'm saying it? Is that how I'm yeah, saying Roussel, Roussel, Roussel. Brings a lot of potential. And then uh, who was uh, you drafted? Uh, Carlos another pass rusher from Wake Forest. So, exactly what you need because guess what? You can never have enough pass rushers. You can never build the offensive line enough. They took those two guys and then they took offensive linemen in the third and fourth rounds. They've been, they feel, you know, they feel good about the defensive backs for the most part. You'd love to, they wanted to get a corner earlier, but the value didn't really fall for them. I would have loved if they would have got a running back. I really wanted one of these ETN or Najee Harris in the first round. I feel like if you would have added that to the offense, you would be looking at even a more dynamic offense. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying the Bills and Dolphins look like look like they're running back short. Yes. Yeah, the Bills, that is the one spot on the offense that if they had a, a really a game-breaking running back, or even tight end is another spot too. And and I thought that they were going to get aggressive and go for a tight end because Travis Kelsey was the guy that killed them last year in the AFC Championship game. They just couldn't cover that guy. And so yeah, yeah, they, they like mentioned every, that they – Yeah, it's yeah. like every other play, like it was either 15 or 10. Like Kelsey yes. was killing over the middle, and I think she did got like one or two big plays. Like, oh, like I know who's going to win this game because one team's got the best tight end in yeah. football and the other team doesn't. Yeah, no, and it, it was bad. It was just one of those that they just moved the ball at will, and you felt like they were you were gonna have to score every single time to keep up with them. And um, I remember there was the Bills were kind of hanging in it, and then Devin Singletary had a big drop that would have been uh, first down and, and kind of critical. And 
Uh, the Chiefs got the ball back, and I feel like they went right down and scored a touchdown again, and then it was just kind of game over after that one. Yeah, then you like then you like kicked too many field goals. Like, why is Buffalo kicking too so many field goals? I'm like, you're not going to win a game against the Steelers kick kicking field goals. Like, didn't you see the Packers lose because they kicked the field goal with two minutes yes. left? Oh. oh, I know it was, you know. But we we here we are, and we're two or three weeks away from another season. So um, it's just excited to be to this point in the calendar, this time of year, you know, you, you look at, think back of the past, but at the same time, there's just so many things to be excited about. And especially as a Bills fan, we're ready to kick the season off. Yeah. So as I've done with a lot of guests lately, we've, uh, it, I'm testing your memory. So do you remember the 96 AFC wildcard game? The 96 AFC wildcard game. Is that when they played Pittsburgh? No, no. I'll give you a hint. It was not, it's not what, it's not the Jim Kelly game or, you know, playoff game from the year before. Okay. At least 90s. I think it was, it's like 94, 95 when Kelly and Molina met in the playoffs. I gotcha. The 96 game was. Oh, I feel like I blacked this game out because I feel like the Dolphins beat the Bills and I no, just didn't even No, oh, right 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 state, but go a little north. Oh, the Jack well, that was the year Natron means. Yeah, yeah that year. Yeah, yeah, I remember that game. Natron means just kind of tore through and it was we the Bills were expected to win comfortably over the Jags. And that was the year that you guys had Brunel and you lost to Elway in the AFC championship game. Yeah, actually, I definitely no, actually, that. actually we didn't lose to Elway that AFC championship game. We beat Elway as 14 point dogs the next week. Oh, that's right. Yes. It was um was that the Patriots that you lost? Yeah, to? yeah Duke Bloodstone yes. so Paul Sells beat us. Okay. Yes. I do remember that upset of the, the Broncos. Yes. I do remember that. And then, well, then the Broncos won the next year, I feel like. The yes. Next... And Denver gave us a kick in the unit of one the next yes. year. Yes. That's... Yeah. The next year at 97, I think, was when they played Atlanta. And then I feel like, or then they played Green Bay. Yeah. They maybe played in Green Bay when Toro Davis scored three touchdowns in his yes. hometown. Then they played Atlanta and Miami. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm forgetting a Super Bowl in there though, because because the Patriots played the Packers. The Packers go back to back to back Super Bowls, or yeah, Green Bay okay. was in New Orleans and San Diego. Gotcha, gotcha. How Brett Favre only won? How Brett Favre only won one Super Bowl in Green Bay? Well, and that's that's the crazy thing because you look at both. We can both relate as Jaguars fans and Bills fans. Could you imagine having Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers as your quarterbacks for the last 30 years, but then you have two Super Bowls to win out of it? I mean, I mean look, let's just talk I, about I would take two Super Bowls, certainly. Super Bowl but, I mean, yes, yes, you're right. Nick, no. Nick Foles, Trent Dilfer. Yeah. Now, one, Ashley, yeah, as the Jaguars fans and Bills fans, Brad certainly John. we would take one Super Bowl ring, but um, it does hell, kind of I feel funny. Hell, I wouldn't even take a Super Bowl ring. I'd take a Super Bowl. Yeah, that too. You know, I get it. Now, it's nice to – and that was the – it was nice to just be in the AFC Championship game, but certainly if they would have won, and I don't know if my heart would have been able to handle a Super Bowl because, like, it was just an unexpected year where everything just went right and it was one of those – like, now this year you've got different expectations on the team. 
Like last year, you kind of were like, okay, maybe they can beat the Patriots and be a 10 and six type playoff team and maybe be competitive. But to get to the level that they got to and the way they got there, then you're like, okay, we're, we could be the best team in the league. Yeah, I think the Bills Mafia will have a lot of expectations here. I think Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs will be huge, not just for your Bills, but for fantasy players this year. I mean, I'm considering drafting them in my leagues. Yeah, I would definitely get them for sure. You know, I think those two guys are the key pieces, and um, you, you might want to grab one of the other receivers, either Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, or Gabriel Davis, or potentially even um, Devin Singletary supposedly looks good. I don't know if I can really buy myself on some Devin Singletary, but some people like Zach Moss. I think they like to use Josh Allen just as a quarterback and the running back too yeah, much. Just, yeah, just give Josh Allen the ball like it. Well, that's what they do. They just say, we've got Josh Allen and we got Stephon Diggs. We'll run it with and throw it with Josh and Diggs will catch it. And why mess around too much more? Yeah, maybe have Diggs thrown and Josh Allen catch it this year. I'm just saying. We never know. It could happen. Josh is athletic enough to do it. I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if Stephon Diggs was able to throw too. I mean, if Nick Foles caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl and Tom Brady dropped the pass in the Super Bowl, we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, absolutely. So thanks for hopping on. And uh, we'll see you. And uh, we wish you, you – we won't wish you Bills well this year. Thank you very much for having me, Dylan. I appreciate it and uh, enjoyed talking with you.